Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Four Color Ultrasound, number 14. Uh, I am your host, Dieter. With me is Mike. Yeah, Mike. He's always there. I'm always and, here. Uh, I never leave. Always. Even when the podcast yeah. is not going on, I'm just sitting here waiting for the next one. Oh, interesting. Well, as you know, we if you've listened before, which you probably haven't. <laughs> which you probably haven't. <laughs> or you, because <laughs> you're not going to listen again. But uh, uh, yeah, we're just two guys, uh, friends, enjoy uh, reading comic books, but we like to talk about them even more. So we turned our conversation into a podcast where we spoil slash review slash recap slash discuss comic books that we've read mostly dc tried to get into marvel it's not really working but I tried once and then uh that worked but then didn't get any other suggestions yeah really, that's, that's what i mean they didn't listen again they weren't like all oh, these guys but anyway it doesn't matter let's be positive speaking of positive get right into it justice league number 32 justice doom war part three written by scott snyder and james tinian tinian the fourth uh howard porter doing some art and our favorite AI colorist, <laughs> Hi-Fi. Hi-Fi's back. Was Hi-Fi, has Hi-Fi been doing this whole time? Hi-Fi. No, he has not. Okay, that's he what I Because this book, I thought, looked a lot different than uh, the past couple issues. That's AI? That's computer uh, artificial intelligence coloring for you, Mike. It knows more than the average <laughs> human that's going to color a comic book. But uh, yeah, going on Justice League, the Doom War, we got all kinds of craziness going on. Justice League split up into the time and into the future into the past looking for shards of the totality so they can defeat perpetua and lex luthor and his legion of doom uh so yeah where does this one pick up just where the other one left off uh cliffhanger you got future you got what lex in the future talking to everybody in the past talking about perpetua just kind of capping everybody up saying they need the anti-monitor and stuff like that but not only in the past they were at uh, Pearl Harbor Day. Yeah, Pearl Harbor Day date. That should love it in for me. Do you remember what it is, Mike? What? No, I forget. <laughs> December. December? No. No. That's D-Day, isn't it? Yeah. I forget. No. It's not very good for you. Do you remember what day it was? Of course I do. Because <laughs> you're looking it up. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I'd never look it up. But anyway, you just keep talking about you just keep talking about something else and then I'll look it up. And, yeah, like I do the whole completely, time. Completely unrelated topic. This is all going to get cut out anyway. And I'm going to make it sound like I knew the date the entire time. Watch. <laughs> really? Great. Yeah. No, it's December 12th, isn't it? Uh, it is December 7th. December 7th. You're right, Sorry, Mike. December 7th. There you yeah. go. 12, yeah. December is 12. <laughs> 12, 12. Of course I know so, what it is, Mike. See, I was right in December. You hear me doubt myself. Yeah. yeah. You doubt nothing. All right. Well, anyway, so yeah, you got them in the past. Well, they're just recapping in the beginning, right? Of this issue. Yeah, a lot. A lot of this seemed like more of a recap issue, or in a couple, it doesn't move forward too much, but it uh, continues the fight that they're fighting. Yeah, but when it does, so they get, they get on. They have a little team up because it's the Justice Society, in the past with the past, uh, with the current Justice League, and so you get Green Lantern team ups. You get Flash team-ups. And I think it's funny because Grood points out, he says, he doesn't like being in the past because there's too many there's too many Flashes. He's telling Lex, right? He's complaining. Mm-hmm. I don't like being here because there's too many Flashes. There's only two. <laughs> like, where he comes from, there's like 50 Flashes running around. Like, why is there too many all of a sudden? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's just a weird complaint to throw at. Who said that to him? 
Where was Rude. that? Look, look when they're on the spaceship with Lex. Yeah. It's like the second page. And it's down there in the bottom uh, left. It says, we've nearly pinpointed the location. Just be ready for to bring us back. Uh, oh, <laughs> This human error is primitive. And he says, there's too many flashes. There are too many flashes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. In, in normal time, there's like 15, yeah. Yeah, they got so many flashes running around. But he's like, no. <laughs> now that I'm down to two, it's one too many. Or one, two too many, I guess. I so, but so you get all these nifty uh, team ups that everybody's been waiting for, I suppose, right? And, uh, and it jumps into the future, and that's where you got the other the Trinity of the Justice League teamed up with Commandy, and they're sifting through Brainiac's uh, possible futures, right? And they met up with uh, Justice League the, Legion or Justice Legion A, yeah, from the DC like, One Million, yeah, and they're all. Uh, Brainiac head dressed or whatever. So, cutting between that, you're right. It's not, this story does not progress very much. It is literally like seconds per page. <laughs> but uh, it goes back to the past very quickly, and they do find the totality there. And then they cut back to the future, where they find out that uh, how do they make him over? How do they get? the future people to snap out of it. Oh, that was back there. They do get the Justice Legion A to not be part of... A Wonder Woman hits our man with a lasso of truth, and for some reason he finds out that he's not Brainiacified. His time is breaking, overloading Brainiac protocols. So that just yeah. overloads everything. And so they become normal again and start fighting with the Justice League. And then... They defeat all those robots and everything. Now the hour man finds out he has the totality inside of him the whole time. It was inside of you the whole time. <laughs> but he does mention, yeah, he mentions that uh, Metron, that's the guy in the chair, right? Yes. That knows everything? Yep. Okay. He merged with it. And so, like, it's some extra totality piece now. So the MacGuffin has become even more MacGuffin. <laughs> it's because more MacGuffin it has a it's gonna have like that's gonna be part of the solution right yeah of course oh here's something you didn't know about <laughs> well you always thing. have to add you never have the solution in front of you they always add one piece and that becomes the super solution yeah it's always like well i mean it seemed kind of pointless at the time but thank goodness our <laughs> man described this because like he didn't have to tell them that's what happened to it right yeah he could have just been like yeah here's that totality you're looking for and he's like shit i should have told the metron did something oh, fuck it. <laughs> Yeah, it's too hot today. <laughs> but, oh, uh, it's too hot. But yeah, this fucking next page, though. Yeah, Brainiac 1 million? Brainiac 1 million. That's <laughs> super badass. Prepare for your annihilation. He should just step on him right now. Why is it, just like, got... He just steps on him and it's over. And why is it when they get super powerful, they also like get really big? I don't know. Power equals size. <laughs> That's what she said. Do you think size is relative to power? <laughs> is there a correlation? Can we do a study on the power of super or like supervillains to their size and see if that like scales correctly? <laughs> but if you turn the page or something else really big on the next page too, and it's Wonder Woman's boobies, they're just like, God damn. <laughs> they're powerful. Hi-fi even like, you know. Almost like got a blue screen of death while he was coloring that page. <laughs> but yeah, so it's kind of left just there with that. Like, 
I don't think they go back to no, the future again. There. So that's just like a pretty. So they like get that's like the you know what Empire Strikes Back ending where it ends on a down note for the future, but then you get to the present or no the past. God damn it! <laughs> well, it's their present. It's happening now. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Fuck yeah. The Justice. <laughs> I was right. The Justice Society's present, where they are have the Justice League from their future, helping them in, in their our past. past. In our past. There we go. Sweet. And uh, so little foreshadowing, I guess, because a Kraken shows up and starts like it's Tapo. Starts fighting the bat. Is Tapo? What? Is that really the name of it? <laughs> well, are we going to spoil it? Well, we'll get to it if you don't know. Okay. See anyway. Squid. I guess yeah. we see the squid, right? Yeah. Well, Aquaman always had a uh, a pet uh, octopus or squid that would play the drums in the old cartoons and probably oh, in the shit. old the original comics. And they had, they have actually had him in the uh, showed up in the uh, Aquaman movie. So well, I'm going to say this is okay. Topo. Good shit. All right. Well, Topo shows up. So you like right away. You're like, oh shit. Well, you already knew Aquaman was around, right? That's true. They're making it seem like you you don't know who he is. They could cover well, his face. No, you didn't know who he was fighting for. So like this whole time, you thought, like I was under the impression when Aquaman showed up, he was gonna, oh, like yeah. sort of beating the shit out of the Justice League. That's right. Because he's fighting with the uh, the Monitor. Who the, yeah. all all teams are looking for the Monitor too. On top of the other MacGuffins, they're looking yeah. for the Monitor to be the last piece that'll help him out. And uh, they each the Justice League and the Injustice League or the Legion of Doom both think. That uh, the monitor is gonna help them, right? So yeah, yeah, you're right. You don't know which side he's on. And so he shows up, but like right away, he start he attacks the Legion of Doom, and then the uh, the the other sea animals like the sharks and the dolphins start saving the Navy men from Pearl Harbor, and then uh, Aquaman shows up. And he's like, "Hey, bitches!" <laughs> that cracks me up because like, I forget <laughs> the dramatic introduction. He's got the giant squid tearing the boat to pieces, ripping yeah. the Justice League and the Legion of Doom out. So you, Why do you, you could have done that a little a uh, little easier there. You didn't have what to tear everything to pieces. You did it. What do you need the cloak for? Again, as I was saying, I don't know. Because they didn't know who he was. We're supposed yeah. to not know who he is. He takes it off, like, right away. Like, yeah. as soon as he's on the boat, fuck this cloak. And he's like... <laughs> it helps him swim. Hey, guys. It's me. And then, like, he grabs the totality. And then, just to confirm that he's on the side of good, the anti-monitor shows up. To, or Doom and Perpetua, or no, Lex and Perpetua find him, and they're like, yeah, you're here to, like, help us, like, because she's all happy to see him. He's like, oh, no, no, no. I'm the Ultra Monitor. Like, oh, that's even cool. They changed his name and everything. Oh, you get, like, a bunch of cool, that's three pretty badass reveals in, like, one issue. Like, I, you're right, the story did not go. Mm-hmm. It did, it actually did, because well, they got the they got the things they were looking for, and then you get... The only down notes like okay, Brainiac one million is crazy. Like that's like how are you, how are you gonna stop that guy? <laughs> yeah, I know. What are they gonna do? But that's like a. I think that just that page. I love that picture. Uh-huh. I can't get oh, enough yeah, of excellent. it. But and then the Aquaman reveal is really badass. Like and you, I went back because I was like, we talked about in the last episode. I couldn't remember what had happened to Aquaman, and he was. They had that uh, crossover, Drowned Earth. Oh yeah, that seemed exactly like uh, Rise of Atlantis from like the New Fifty Two. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I remember not reading that all the way through. Like, I didn't, even, there was like the last two or three issues of it. Because I, I didn't like the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. So I didn't finish it. And so I didn't see what had happened. But uh, I went through that one where he gets, yeah, you're right. He gets put onto a beach. And then it says it continues in Aquaman. But I never read any Aquaman. I didn't have any 
uh, want to read Aquaman even after this, but <laughs> I, I looked at the synopsis of like the last issue of Aquaman uh-huh. that came out, and it still seemed like he was just fighting Black Manta, so it didn't seem like it even tied into him being... Oh, really? Okay. Like, I don't... I mean, I, I haven't read it, so maybe if somebody has read Aquaman, does it contain anything about him getting with the anti-monitor? I'd really like to know. Because I haven't read those. Mike, I know you haven't read them, right? No, I've started reading the Rebirth Aquaman now. I've been trying to catch up. But uh, I have not read anything here. All I know is he loses his memory and he's on an island or something. Anybody who's read Aquaman 1 through 42 or 43? <laughs> All 400 issues. No, no it's just 40. It's, I think they're only up to 43. Yeah. And it was probably around... 20 something when that drowned earth happened or something so yeah if anybody if there's information out there with aquaman and the anti-monitor that'd be nice to let us know mike can tell you how email us at the number four color ultrasound at gmail.com on twitter it's at, at four color us again the number four and then instagram is four color ultrasound but four written out so it's four color ultrasound.com well there you go but then the last reveal the ultra monitor I mean, that's super badass. Yeah, so he says, beware the Ultra Monitor. So is he going like, to team up with his brothers or something? Or is he just changing his name to Ultra Monitor? I think he changed think. his name. Does he get, like, he's not, he's not anti powers? anymore. No, he's not. I don't think he's, like, negative anymore. I think he's, like... <laughs> I'm not anti anymore. No, he's positive. He's like, I'm Ultra, so dude. Posi Monitor. Look at this fucking gun I got. Look at this <laughs> backup team that I got. Isn't dude, it Ultra? I got, like, yeah. Super badass. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, no, I, I, I said it didn't seem to go forward, but you're right. As you're going through it. But even with that, it wasn't like I didn't didn't like it. It's, uh, I enjoyed it. I don't know, there's just so much, maybe it's just because there's so much going on, <laughs> so many little pieces, that it feels yeah. like it d- doesn't move forward. I don't know what it is. I but it, well, Snyder and Tinian seem to be able to handle all these different stories and the insanity of this, just this entire, um, entire story that's been going on in Justice League since the beginning. Yeah. There was one thing I forgot to point out where another line that Groot has when he says like he's going to take the other the older Flash's helmet and put it on his baby, <laughs> and I thought that was pretty funny too. <laughs> what was that? There's I forget exactly where he said, but I remember he says it. He's talking about what he's going to do to the Flashes, like how he's going to kick because uh here it is ah let him try. I've dreamed of crushing that idiot head of his <laughs> in my jaws, and I'll take the other Flash's stupid hat for my baby. <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> Like, I love Grodd. Yeah, his yeah. baby is a turtle baby. And just picturing like him putting the hat on the baby and like them running <laughs> them running around with it. Oh no, it's pretty cool. It's really cool. Oh, they, there's gotta be a panel of that later with him on there, and then Jaro shows up and makes a comment, looks at him and makes a comment, some snarky comment about it. And because he well, even the thing where he says he's gonna crush the other Flash's head yeah. in his jaws. Like, he has the baby in like this permanent baby Bjorn on his <laughs> chest. So like if he is crushing his head into the his mouth, like brains and stuff, are gonna get on the baby as well. So <laughs> it's that's a, what he's had for. I know that's a pretty great picture. Just a, I don't a picture of Grodd crushing his head, brains and blood dripping on the baby on top of the baby. Yeah, all slowly too, because it's a oh, slow force, right? So it's all in slow motion. <laughs> it's getting weird. Awesome. But, uh, yeah, it's gonna speak- be weird, but it's funny. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of funny, you ever uh, like to? Never get a segment title right in your life, no matter how hard you try. Because <laughs> we could always judge a s- cover by its story. There you go. Yeah, fuck there it. There you go. Right. Good right, job. There you go. <laughs> and, uh, but this one isn't that funny because it's actually a really good cover. I was going to use... Actually, there wasn't a cover this week that really stood out as... Nah. 
something terrible. So we just went with this because this was such a good issue. The cover is really good as well. It's uh, is it Manipul uh, doing the cover? Yeah, it's Manipul. He's been doing all the covers, I think, for a while. But it's kind of like a Planet of the Apes type thing yep. with the Statue of Liberty, and then you got Commandy. It's another one of those because they had the banner in the top, they had to put the logo on the bottom, and it kind of messed up that guest starring Commandy thing because. Yeah. Yeah, that year the villain thing, I don't understand why. I guess it's just a marketing thing, because they just seem to be telling a story, and all the books kind of mesh a little bit, right? So they, it's all in the same universe. But um, Yeah, but one was Dark Gifts, and now this is Evil Unleashed. Yeah, I, like it's, I don't know. I don't think it needs it. I like do I do like the heads on there, except for, like you said, the the uh, cheetah on right. uh, Kitty Litter, on, uh, what was it, Catnip? Yeah, and then look how but black, the Joker's black cool. Man. Lex is cool. Black, black Mana gets totally screwed, though. He gets like like a third of his helmet. <laughs> it's not, not even a full eye. He can't look one eye. He can't peek his head around. And then I want to say that somebody else, like the side cheetah. Yeah, it's got to be someone else that just got cut off. So I don't know. But yeah, that's uh, that was a really good issue. Speaking of, like, well, speaking of Year of the Villain. Year of the Villain, Lex <laughs> Luthor, number one. Only Luthor. Written by Jason Latour. Does that name sound familiar to you at all? Yes. Really? Yeah, Jason Aaron and Jason Latour did, uh, what was it called? Southern Bastards. Oh, see, I never read that. Yeah, that was just the Southern Bastards was really good. But yes, Jason Latour, I think, was the artist on that, and uh, Aaron did the story. Yeah, I had to look up his name. Because I was like, I have no idea who this writer is. And uh, I saw that he did some Spider-Gwen oh, okay. Marvel as a writer. But mm-hmm. then I saw he he has done a lot more as an artist. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. So he probably did do Southern Bastards. This is weird. Artist. This is Brian Hitch. This doesn't look like Brian Hitch to me. The art? Yeah. It, it's pretty good. Well, I yeah, it's it not bad. I know. It just it seemed, like, uh, seemed like it was different. I don't know. It's different from what I've known of Hitch in the past. Like what? Example. I can't describe art. Well, no, just a... What, I don't know. Uh, um, maybe it's the coloring run. again. It might, might be what, what it is. Because it's... Uh, this looks more cartoony than what Hitch normally does. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. It seemed like... Um, well, he did the inks as well, so you're yeah. trying to... Inks by Hitch and Andrew Curry, and then color art by Tobu Mori. He did something... He colored something last week. Manipul. Speaking of wow, cover like all, all kinds of, yeah. yeah. Manipul on the cover. Really cool cover. Mm-hmm. Bunch of dead Luthors. It's one Lex like, to kill them all. It's like that movie, The One, but <laughs> with a less Jason Statham. He could be Jason, Jason Statham here. He's bald, too. Oh, well, yeah. There you go. There you go. That's what, makes it, that's what Jason Statham is. He's bald, right? Yeah. Anyway, now we're like tangent. Super tangent. But anyway, this book did this book was confusing as shit. Yes, it was. It took me two reads mm-hmm. to get added just to understand what kind of happened. And I don't think much of anything happens. And it's I don't even want to go through it page by page because it's so confusing and just kind of recap it for you. Mm-hmm. We will go. I mean, we will go through it. But like just the whole gist of everything, because like it is like. If we go page by page, everything will be like, well, why is this happening? Why is it? You know what I mean? So it's like. But it basically just comes down to multiple universes. And so it's a different Lex in each universe. And it's this Lex trying to find, right, uh, a Lex that's worthy of being a Luther. 
Yeah, I guess. Well, yeah. He, well, you don't even know that he's doing that though until the very, very end. You know what I mean? It's like. Do you not? No, you just see that he's. To me, what it does is just it proves that he can not only travel through time, but through. Yeah, from multiverse to multiverse, but also through time, mm-hmm. right? Because it's not just a present or a past. In the beginning, it looked like it was just showing a comparison of what to what he has become to what he has become on all these other un- like if you noticed he was kind of good on every other multiverse mm-hmm. right he's teamed up with superman yep. he's become batman he's like he's doing th- he's only really doing good right mm-hmm. but for some reason you see him destroying all that like every one he comes except for at the very beginning he comes into encounter with a young boy to an abusive father who's most like his past right now yep. so you kind of get that idea and then but i think it's funny because his dad's drinking whiskey from like a bottle of wine (laughs) it's another one of those art things that i was just i couldn't get over it i was like that is definitely a bottle of wine but it says whiskey on it so do you know which bottle of wine that is what logo that truly is and i'll have to find a picture of that online and show what the whiskey is supposed to be (laughs) and compare the two kind of like the cars from last week well, is that a picture of Scotland? Like, what is that country <laughs> supposed to be in the back? Like, I didn't deep dive into it that hard, but yeah, because it doesn't have an E on it, so it's not Irish. So if that's like Ireland in the background, then they've already messed up twice. <laughs> so, you know, we could go, we could sit here all day and just examine this bottle. But uh, he takes the kid with him because the kid, <laughs> I think he gives him a little smart-ass act, like, because he kills his father. Lex kills his dad, and he says, and you, what will you offer to live? He says, I don't know. <laughs> what will the living cost me <laughs> so he takes him with him and he's so like i said every universe he's going into he kind of sees like a version of himself that's out doing good but he fights every single one he's one step ahead of everybody right he never gets the drop yeah. on anybody yep. but then the first one that's weird is the earth one the future yep and it's like an old clark kent right yeah and he has like this weird, like alien starfish thing that has like tongues coming out of it. So, do you know what the Black Marcy is? No, I don't. Okay, so there was a there was a oh, shoot. Who was it? Was it um, Alan Moore? I think it was an Alan Moore story <clears throat> where um, the it was just one issue. And it was from the eighties, I think. And it was Superman wakes up and he's on Krypton and life is perfect. Right, and and he does he doesn't you know basically it's just his life is great and everything is going well, um, and then I think Batman and and Wonder Woman show up and they see Superman standing there with this Black Mercy on him strapped around him and he's just standing there staring, um, and it was Mongol who has this creature that makes you, you know, <clears throat> basically just makes him live his life a perfect life in his mind, but now he's trapped there right and so it, the, the whole story comes down to. Um, Superman's got to decide whether or not he's going to give up this great life to um, break free and you know be Superman again, or is he going to be able to not deal, you know, have his Krypton and have uh, all his family there? Correct, right? So basically, he's destroying this life that doesn't exist, but his mind exists and has to come back to um, reality. Okay, see, I had no idea it was from something. Yeah, it's been around. It's been around, and then since then, it's come up a few times. They even did it on the Superworld TV show. Yeah, so that makes this explanation a little bit more on this page where he says like Yep. It's not uh it's not like a a dream state. It is a reality. Like which is the interesting part and this is what messes Superman up so much is like when he came out of that reality, you know, everybody died, right? Mm-hmm. Eight billion people died. Yeah. 
that's so that's kind of interesting so yeah this thing builds a reality for you versus a dream state which is weird too yeah i never thought of it as a uh reality so that's what they're, i think i guess that's what they're saying here in this world at least or something then he sees like luthor like i don't know the one where he's like this one where he's in the hospital mm-hmm. and you don't get anything from it and like it makes him feel something you don't even get to figure that out and then just well and this back. it's well this one it, the whole thing is uh assuming all, all lex did was he was just focused on superman right and all he wanted to do was piss superman off and so our lex i guess apex lex is I think it's he's actually internal. He gets all pissed off, but I think it's internalizing him to himself. Where he's that's what his his history's always been is he's so pissed off about Superman instead of trying to either work with him or do all the great things he can do. And this this is just the embodiment of that. Where this Luther truly just was happy. He almost killed him to piss Superman off, and he but you can see the smile on his face. He's happy, and that pisses our Lex Luthor off. That he knows he could. That's how he could be. Right. He, instead of being how great he should be in his own if mind. If you see. Okay. So, yeah, like I said, it just every Luther he encounters, it's something different, but they end up murdering him all, it seems. And then this one that he gets to, the last, is it the last one? The guy that he has his own garden and everything? <laughs> uh-huh. And he has, it's that plant again. Yep. So, uh, but he's grown up an immunity to it, all a princess bride, right? <laughs> uh-huh. And he has like this super guard, and he kind of gives Luthor the one two. You think he's like, "Hey, dickhead," mm-hmm. what was his point? Leaving the cup behind too. I thought was was that supposed to mean something? I don't know. You're right. Maybe that's how he gets the thing at the end to happen. Yeah, maybe. But what was his point? I forget his point now. I feel like an idiot. Not. Yeah, no, I kind of missed the, his point here. Like I said, I had read this last week and then uh, went through it again today. Oh, I think it's kind of exactly what you said, where it's like every other Luthor is obsessed with just, you know, ridding. Or no, he's saying Superman, whenever Superman makes a decision, he thinks about everybody, how it's going to impact Mm -hmm. the world as a whole. Yet when Luther does something, whenever he does something, it's only with himself in mind. Mm -hmm. And that's why he'll never become anything because it's only about Luther. Superman's better than him because he's he's not selfish, basically. And that's what he's pointing like, you just want to be unique. You want to be singular. You don't want to be anything else. Mm -hmm. And you don't give a shit about anything else. And as he's going on this rant, the kid kills him, which is like... (laughs) Which is crazy. Like zaps him with that little nullifier, the ultimate nullifier thing that he has, Mm -hmm. another MacGuffin. And... uh, that really touches our Lex. He's like, oh shit. Oh, you are a loser. You, you're just killing everybody. And so he makes him bald and puts on this little suit for him. Like yeah, the it's old the, uh, Lex. Uh, it's Lex's super suit. His battle suit. His battle armor. Yeah. So I he love makes that him thing. Like, So, and then he puts him in a, like in the ultimate, he has that thing on him, right? And so, mm-hmm. well, what was the thing called? The Black what? The Black Mercy. Yeah. So he's created another reality. So is it either... He created, so he sent basically that kid as him back to the new 52 or whatever. And so you could either take it as he let that kid live in a, you know, perfect world for himself. Or you could look at it as, like it says, the backup one point. Mm -hmm. Is this just the way to get back to 
regular Luther? I think that's after what it is. After this whole story? He was looking for another Luther, right? So he can, if he dies, he can live forever, basically, right? Here's another one. So he ends up finding this kid that is just vicious and doesn't care about anything and killed other Luthers. He's like, oh, you're the one. So he traps him in the um, dream state. But now he's, I think he's holding him to be his backup eventually. And like you said, it's probably the story point that'll let him stop being Apex Lex. But it's kind of twisted. Well, I'm pretty sure Apex Lex is going to be dead at the end of this. He's going right? to be Cause... Apex Lex forever. The next 80 years, this is Luther. No, because you got to get. <laughs> I fully Man believe Hunter. they'll never change back. Superhero Comics Man never Hunter. does that. Martian Manhunter's got to come out of there somehow. So. <laughs> I don't He's going to take a dr- th- massive dump. <laughs> Martian Manhunter's going to come out. Hey, Lex, what are you doing? But this is just like the... <laughs> I like the how you bait. just ignored that completely. <laughs> I'm not going down that road, Mike. I'm not doing that. I can't, I can't drag you down. No, I'm going to keep talking about this fucking comic. <laughs> even if it kills me. I'm just saying... So this is like... He's just baiting for like the next writer after this story to be like, Hey, here he is. Here's your Lex Luthor to come back. Yeah, yeah that's basically normal. it. So that's how I took it. Well, that's kind of cool then, I guess. Yeah. It's kind of like... So it could be a... Yeah, it's like an important issue. It's not important now, but later on you'll be like, oh shit, that's that's like Snyder did that with the that Batman annual where he made that. Yeah. Remember Lex Luthor was trying to sneak in and he had like that Batman making machine and then mm-hmm. he snuck it into his story later on. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, I guess. and I kind of like this. You give him, you give him the next writer the way to get out of the story and, and move, move things forward. And it doesn't quite feel like that, like we mentioned earlier. You just add something today, right? Just to uh, ret- retcon something it feels like they planned it at least if they use it yeah. speaking of like planning things holy shit Superman number 15 the Unity Saga the House of L the conclusion <laughs> part 2 I am dying to hear your take on this and how this ends 15 issue arc coming to a part 2 conclusion if I'm not mistaken right <laughs> it's not just the conclusion it's the part 2 conclusion I mean, I know this is planned. This was like a huge... This was Bendis's like, stepping into DC. Mm-hmm. You might forget it. It seems so long ago, but it's like he started with this book. And it yep. was like, I mean, if people wanted something big and they wanted something to change and they wanted Bendis's Superman, like, holy shit, he did it, right? Mm-hmm. This is kind of... Oh, yeah, completely. So, yeah, here we go. Uh, we already said Brian Michael Bendis on... This is a lot of credits on this book, too. Not only like, did you notice the word "the" appears in the title three times? The Unity Saga, the House of El, the Conclusion Part Two. No, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. By Brian Michael Bendis. Uh, that's a Ivan. long title. DC Comics partly presents Superman, the Unity Saga, the House of El, the Conclusion Part Two. <laughs> the Part Two should put the, the, the part, part Two. two. <laughs> the uh, second part. Ivan Reyes uh, doing some pencils. Oh, I love that guy. Joe Prado and Oscar Albert on inks. But then you got Brendan Patterson doing pencils and inks on page 17. Irvin Doc Shaner, pencils and inks on page 18. And then you got Alex Sinclair doing the colors, I guess, on everything. So, But you got to look at let three people doing letters, right? Yeah. Yeah, letters. Reese, Prado, and Sinclair all doing letters. So you That's think that each one, one when you write Brainiac, one writes the B, one writes the R, next one writes the A. There you go. 
Not just different pages. Not just different pages. <laughs> alternate, <laughs> alternating letters, and they work at the same desk, and they just pass the paper back and <laughs> forth. Pass it back and forth. They're really bored. So they got this. They got this little uh, round robin of pages flipping back and forth with them. One time they tried to work independently, where they just wrote every other letter <laughs> and then sent it to the other guy, but it didn't work didn't out. Work. So they the spacing all was all messed again. up. They had to work twice as hard on that <laughs> issue. The, the rapist. Not supposed to say therapist. Ah, oh, shit. Should have sent you the script instead of just had you guess. <laughs> the guy wanted the challenge, though. He's like always oh, been trying to get on Wheel of Fortune. So he's like, look, just write in every other letter. <laughs> That's how they get to Wheel of Fortune. That's great. Mm-hmm. Speaking of then the wheel, everything goes around. There we go. Question answered. Last issue. What happened to Rogalzar? There he is in a Petri dish. <laughs> in a Petri dish, he is. <laughs> Floating through space. But then Superman's like just... So- menacingly staring him down. Did you ever really figure out so what Rogozar's plan was? I was so confused. I thought the whole group did it, oh. but they're blaming it on him. They Yeah, they answer it in this issue, but they never said that before. Yeah. And I don't know. Okay, it wasn't just sp- me? We're not, yeah, don't spoil that part yet. Well, I'm not going like, to spoil that. Yeah. I'm just saying, because oh, okay. he's trapped here, right? And nobody else is. And yeah. You see that pretty quickly, so. <clears throat> but yeah, he's he's messed up big time. He's dying or something. But, uh, yeah, so you see, dude, that pit, that Superman just staring there, all menacingly, yep. like no, like the no shadow, the no light in his eyes. That's pretty dope. Yeah, and I really like that. That's but, very much what I expect from uh, Ivan Reyes, Rice, Race, right. whatever his name Reyes. is. Reyes. Reyes. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I got so to then... throat. Give me a second. Yeah. <clears throat> all right, let's go. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> what's his name? Adam Strange shows up to talk to Superman, right? Mm-hmm. So this is when when is this happening in the movie? But anyway, uh, he says, "So I heard your son's, uh, or somebody came from the future, right? Yep. The United Nations, like everything worked out." So this is a ha- this is after the last issue, right? Yes, this, this is mind, this is after the last issue, but then it goes back backwards. Um, okay. Yeah, because now we're back with the Legion. Yep. On this double page spread, and usually on double page spreads, when they sh- like usually when you get something like this, it's like uh, it's like at a funeral. You know, so everybody looks really sad. Yeah. Or it's like, uh, hey, everybody, we got everybody's got to fight together. So it's like everybody's looking all badass and everything. But this is when like everybody's looking all excited and happy. And I thought that was it took that. Like, it's like something I, I don't. You talking about the Legion? Yeah. Well, they're happy because this is starting the whole. Uh... No, no, I, I know. I'm just saying, like, it's not very common that when you see like a group oh, ensemble of yeah. when they're drawn like this, it's usually because everybody's really set. Like, usually when they draw yep. a page where it has like 50 people on it. Not everybody's excited mm-hmm. and happy, and so it was just kind of neat to see that. Yeah, Except no, and for... it's great because this is this is the Legion is from the what eighties, and everything is. <clears throat> I think a lot of this was all uh, more I think geared towards kids, and they were always happier and a little more goofy. So it works really well having them that way, especially in contrast to the page before where Superman is all looking broody and everything. It's done really yeah. well, and like three colors on that page, like yep. red, blue, and yellow, and then you get to this one's like hi-fi almost like overloaded a circuit board to... yeah it's only hi-fi but yeah you're right exactly that whole this contrast between the two is, is is great yeah it's pretty awesome and so yeah you get this explanation at what oh it's basically just the legions or no they vote on the the league of the united planets right yep but the whole joke is like we showed up too early we can do that whole bit again too about traveling in the past and being early, but uh, you guys could just go back to episode like five episodes ago. We did that bit already. <laughs> Not going to tread those waters again, but uh, I guess we traverse those waters. But whatever. 
Speaking of mistakes, I called Steven Trevor Steven Rogers in the last episode. Did you? Yeah, when we were talking about... Uh, <laughs> Did I miss that? Yeah. It was, uh, no, well, that's like, what those 50 emails we got from different people saying Steven Trevor. I know, it's because it's not like I sit here with the podcast on loop <laughs> constantly for the entire week, like after we record it and listen to it to myself or anything. <laughs> definitely don't do that. I definitely don't do that. But uh, So yeah, they get to Unity Day, I guess, which is like... The Unity Saga. I honestly didn't put that together until this point. Yeah, where I was like, oh, either. shit. Okay. So, he, he like, that's what I mean. Planned it all out. Yep. And then that picture where they're declaring Unity Day. Why does Crypto look like a goat? He <laughs> <laughs> looks like he just finished eating a, uh, a, a can, right? That's a tin can in a fucking does. junkyard. He's like, oh, what does a goat sound like? What is, I don't know. What I don't there know the goats. That's a, yeah, it's a pretty good goat noise. But yeah, but then Zod looking like a dick in the background still. Like, why is he so upset? He he's always, always upset. Even when he's happy, he's upset. But uh, but yeah, so you haven't really talked about it. so the whole thing. The, the 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 Legion the Legion of Superheroes shows up five minutes too early or ten minutes too early because they were all supposed to vote on it. So they're like, hey, are we really is this everything going to work out well? And Superboy gets you know I don't know who it is, <clears throat> psychic. Uh, talks to him through in his mind. Saturn, says, Saturn. Was that Saturn girl? Yeah. Okay. She says it. She's like, by the way, I'm Saturn. Oh, that's girl. right. <laughs> oh, so you mean I should be reading this? I'm gonna be blowing you later. She says. We <laughs> <laughs> get on the boat. There's a met. It's right there. My name's Irma. Yeah. They call me Saturn girl because right. you're gonna yep. be satin her on my face later or something like that. <laughs> Saturning on my <laughs> face. <laughs> I'm a Saturn on your face. <laughs> that's what she said to Superboy when she left. If you don't believe me, pick up the issue and read it. So anyway, you were saying. Uh, so the whole, I mean, this was the joke back and forth, just getting the tone of the Legion of Superheroes. And then, so basically the whole point of the issue for that, for them is um, that uh, they do, that all the planets do vote yes on it unanimously. And they are praising Superboy for being the one to come up with it. And they basically saved the future. Then I don't know why there's just any Legion of Superhero stories if everything is saved and perfect. But we won't have to go there. Um, yeah. well, sh- and they invite, sh- <laughs> then they invite him to come to the future. And like you said, my name is Imra. She's uh, kind of hitting on him. And so he has to decide whether or not he's going to go to the Legion, right? So basically just another introduction of them. Yeah, and then you get the, you know, Adam Strange still talking to Superman bullshitting about, so you're going to let your kid go to the future? <laughs> he was like, well, it's not like they're going through Europe or nothing. It's like, I don't get that, but I guess it means it's like a bigger deal. Yeah. So they leave. Legion takes off just as soon as they appeared, right? Pretty much. They're like, hey. A few minutes later. Hmm. See you guys. Make your, make your decision even though we already know you do. <laughs> <laughs> so weird, but they all take off. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when they're taking off, right, this is where you got to like start. The, so Superman's talking to the other people, right? Mm-hmm. And then Zod's right there. And they're talking to Zod. And Zod's talking to them, right? Then you go to the next page. And we're back to, well, that's where, you know, you get the Superman and Supergirl looking at Zod like, hmm. Yep. And then Adam Strange saying, hey, by the way, your dad. <laughs> kind of sentence that guy. So he gets to the gist why he showed up, right? To tell uh, Superman that your dad created Rogue Elzar and set him loose onto the galaxy? Well, did we know that before? It- well, that's the whole thing. That's what I was asking because I that's not what I got from the story. 
Right, the whole thing is Jor-El was afraid that Rogozar was going to kill everybody. Or that the plan, he was afraid the plan was going to blow up. Right, he took, like, he, like he always has, and he talks to scientists. Yeah. But then he finds out that they have, or he was part of the cabal that I thought was blowing up other planets. I was really confused as to what's, what happened. I, mean, I thought it was everybody else. I thought they sent, the other people sent Rogalzar to destroy Krypton yeah. because Jor-El wouldn't shut up about like other stuff or something. But then they're saying, oh yeah, that that cabal that just made Unity Day and all that stuff, everybody else that's free, well, we all pinned it on your dad. And to brush this under the rug, what we did was sent him back to his time from where he should have been from before. And they sent him back to like where Krypton's being destroyed and he's there as like his old self, but then his young self is there. Yeah, basically, like, you know, his sense was to die and just put him back to his own time, but they didn't de-age him, right? They just literally put him there to blow up. And then they murdered him. And then it's, that's like ultimate retcon, right? Yep. Like just in within itself. Like, and then you never heard from him again. Exactly. Or he that died was... on his, died on his way back to his home planet. He literally poochied. <laughs> he poochied him. Yes, he did. He fucking lit- literally died on the way back to his home planet. Yep. <laughs> That's awesome. I forgot about that. <laughs> so Bendis puts a Poochie reference yep. into the Superman book. And then this is where it gets even more strange. Because now it goes back to that time. This is before, right? This is just at Unity This Day. is just... So, oh, sorry, you're talking about... Are you back on Krypton? Where he tells himself that he's everything is good? This is, no, this is right after Krypton blows up. Okay. The next page. Yep. Yeah, Superman and Supergirl, who we just left talking to Zod, mm-hmm. are standing here, and they're like, you know Zod can hear us. And then he approaches them like they never just had a conversation. <laughs> like, I don't know what, like, this makes no the timing sense. timing on could... it. Zod, they're talking already. And then it goes to back to Adam Strange. I don't... The, this. Yeah, you're right. When the Legion left, that was in the past. Yes. And then Adam Strange and Superman were in the present. And now that he finds out his dad is dead, they go back to the past? No, they're probably... Um, no, you know what? I think it's just that he... Once um, once Zod says something about, I met your father, where is Jor-El? Then he rushes over to and stares at uh, Rogozar. Oh, okay. And Adam Strange is talking to him. Oh, okay. So this is... Not a time faux pas. Okay, good. You know, I, I think that's handle. what it is. And, and but the the Jor-El stuff happened before all the stuff with uh, Legion of Superheroes showed up. But Superman just didn't know about it for some reason. Okay, I really couldn't handle two messed up timelines. Yeah, I don't think this is a messed up week. timeline. I think it. Okay, good. I mean, it's it's just Ben is trying to tell the story, right? And it flows well as as a person because you're getting the information. But if you try to d- d- delve deep into it, it, doesn't make as much sense. Okay, so well then, Zod gives out some information. Hey, make a new Krypton over here. Anybody want to jump on this bandwagon? Yeah, they're gonna do new. new uh, is he gonna do a new Krypton story again? Again? There, yeah, there was a the world of new Krypton story that lasted, I don't know, a couple of years, I think. Yeah, but you said he. You said he. Sorry, I meant Bendis is going to do a Krypton story. Not that he's doing it again, but no, that's what I was confused. I was like, no, he, no, he, he didn't do it before. He he was in the DC before. Yeah, I re- I remember we read that. Together yeah. too, the whole mm-hmm. new Krypton, all the super, how it went through like what it was Superman, Action, and Supergirl, yeah. or was it Superboy? No, Supergirl. No, uh, instead of Action, there was like three stories, three titles it rolled through. Yeah, I thought but, I thought yeah. it was Supergirl, wasn't it? Because it there's a lot of her story with her and her parents. 
No, I know what it was. Supergirl. Okay. It was Superman. What was the third? Was it Superboy or Action? Oh, it's probably Action. Think. Because you went through. Sorry, I, I thought I thought you said it was Action. I know it was Action. Super, it was Action and Superman. But what was the third one? <laughs> Who's on first? <laughs> exactly. Fuck. Another bit. And then, so you get, just like Justice League, you get a bunch of shit that happens. You get Superman's dad destroyed. You get what's his name? Rogalzard's hand. Mm-hmm. You got. Justice Society, or what? Right? What's it called? Got the Legion Justice, of Superheroes. The uh, Legion of Superheroes. Legion of Superheroes. You get them calling out Superboy, saying, "Hey, come on!" So you get a whole bunch of stuff set up, and then, oh my God, if a tear wasn't brought to my eye, Mike, the Return of the Super uh-huh. Sons. <laughs> I loved it, and it's not like some bullshit. Hey, this already happened. Story. I know it's only going to be like one issue. Yeah, it's going to be that issue, but yeah. I know it's only going to be like four panels, <laughs> and I know it's not going to be Tomasi writing it. I did like me some Super Sons. That was a really good book, and it's nice to finally see the two of them. Uh, you know, see uh, uh, Damien's reaction to John being older now. Yeah, I'm excited to see it. Yeah, no, I'm really excited too. So that was like, yeah, but why is the S backwards on Sons? Is that like a Z? Like it's they're going to be from the <laughs> I don't know Super Sons. That was, that was one of the lettering when they flipped the page and they gave him the page and flipped it upside down. He drew it upside down. Wasn't paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the last letter, and he's like, ah, well, it looks good, it's symmetrical. Oh, they were trying to be hip with the youth. Like, oh, <laughs> super sons. Sons. So, yeah, speaking of messed up timelines. Uh, Batman. Number 79. <laughs> Take it, we're done with Superman then. Uh, we're done with Why, you got something else no, on Superman? No, it's, it's called a segue, Mike. It happens quick. They're like, that. You blink, you miss them. <laughs> blink and miss it. Batman number 79. Uh, City of Bane part... <laughs> Or, see, last week you were like, or two weeks ago you were like, we should have started with a crappy book because it brought you down. So I reversed, I put all the good books first. Yep. I was like, you know what? Justice League, Superman, all that stuff, they brought me up. I was really impressed. Like Everything seemed like, yep. I got a lot of stuff out of those books. It was really good. But then you get Batman. And it's like, there's just, I don't know if people just want to hear me. I, I remember, for some reason, you get extreme joy out of my displeasure of Batman. <laughs> and you just love hearing me. You like to hear me just complain on... And I don't know why. I don't know why either. Because <laughs> I, I definitely do enjoy the fact that you enjoy the books more. If you, if you didn't like... If you, when you don't like anything, I'm like, oh, come on. This is just fun. But there's something about this book. that Because so many people love it. And my point is, I just, I just don't get it. Like, the whole I, overall story is great. But in five issues, maybe... Maybe 12 issues, right? I would thought it would be awesome. But this whole going on, you know, the fact that it's going on for 85 issues and it gets past references of the past. They're just repeating the same thing over and over again. Oh. And it makes no sense. And so I just I just don't get it. Yeah, so you love to hear me complain about it. I don't particularly like complaining about it, <laughs> but I will. Because, <laughs> but I will. Because Batman is my favorite character. I mean, he, there's a special mm-hmm. place in my heart for Batman. And it's just, I've never read anything where I was like, no, that's wrong. (laughs) It's just wrong. It's just, so. but even the whole story, all that's, like you say, you don't know what's happened in the story. All that's happened is Batman was sad. He met Catwoman. He became happy. Catwoman said, hey, if you're happy, you can't be Batman. I'm leaving you. And he became sad. And then you found out that was all Bane's doing. And that's all. And then. 
And like I said, they that's the big part. That, that's the big part that really gets me. How did Bane do that? It doesn't make any sense. And not even a comic book way. He used everybody. He used every single person that ever had any influence on Batman in his life ever. He used against him to break his mind because he is like Triple H of the WWE, the cerebral assassin Bane, and he can do whatever he wants. But put that aside. Questions aside, it's happened. That's what's happened. And now the only way to defeat Bane is team up with Catwoman. Because happiness is the only because truly to be Batman, he had to be happy. Is that what it's going to? If it comes out to where it's like, well, guess what? Batman's really happy, and I just had to show you 80, 90 issues that he's really sad the whole time and wanted to kill himself since issue one. But now that he's got like some super hot chick that we draw. <laughs> he's like really happy because he's getting like his dick wet, and now he's going to beat Bane. But anyway, Jesus Christ. <laughs> No, see the thing is, I really, what I really do want people to write in and tell us why this is good and why I'm wrong, because so many okay. people love it. Okay, then tell me how anything about the timeline of this book makes any sense whatsoever when they introduce this editor's note that says the events of this issue take place before Batman seventy-seven. Yep. Mike, what was Batman doing in Batman number seventy-six? I don't remember. Not he much. was laying unconscious in Paris, France. He did not wake up until the end of issue 76, before 77. Was that that long ago? Yes, Mike. Okay. Not even that long ago. It was like two issues ago. No, it was 79, so it was, yeah, three issues plus ago. Yeah. But I forgot that, yeah, that, that was before 77 when that happened. All right. And so this happens before 77, right? Mm-hmm. Now, in issue 77, do you know what happens? Yeah, it's when uh, Damien... Power... No, that's... No, before that. That was before that? What happened... That guy gets his ass kicked, right? <sighs> What's his name? Starman? Oh, yeah. yes, yes, yep. Not Starman. Not, no, but... Um... That guy that nobody likes. Yeah. But anyway, the guy that they're talking Kite about... Man. No, not Kite no, Man. No, what was it? What happened? I don't remember. See, that's the point. I don't remember what's going on in this book. Not much happened. Pause. I'm going to look it up. Pause one second. I had this whole thing laid out in front of me. Issue 77, he's laying in a coma. And Damien does break in. Okay, so you're right. So then in 76... What's that guy's name? Oh, 76 is the one with uh, Captain Adam. Captain Adam. Okay, hold on. Start over again one second. In 76, Captain Adam is getting his ass kicked. So that's they say this issue takes before 77. So it takes place during 76. Or, then, okay. But it has to because when they're on the at the bar, the radio says yep. that Captain Adam broke into Gotham and now he's in federal custody. That happened in 76 <laughs> where he was in a coma in Paris, France. And then later on he says, I got word from... Alfred, so he's still alive. I'm sending in Damien. He sends in Damien at the beginning of 77, mm -hmm. which this book says it takes place before 77. Yep. Nothing makes sense. Well, the, the before he, he, he says, I'm sending Damien in. So then 77 happens right after this where he sends Damien in. But they're on a beach in Hawaii where he says that. Before that, he's in a coma in Paris. There's no time where 
if you look at where he gets hit over the head, the kids say in a three weeks, Magpie is making a deal. Where they're on this beach, it happens in three days. So you went from the, the timeline is so fucked up. And it's just by in, interjecting that one editor's note of like, this takes place. But why did they put that in there? Because they were like, isn't, does he know Alfred's dead? But they screwed that whole thing up. It's because he doesn't know Alfred's dead. That's why he's happy here. But you know what? And, I have a feeling this means that Alfred's not dead. No, I have a feeling now they're just going to blame Alfred's death on Batman because he says, I sent in Damien. And it's going to be like, well, Batman killed Alfred. It's just putting another bullshit I, thing onto Batman. I don't think so. I think I think this is going to flip flip it. This is all part of his plan. That's why they threw that in there. Because he says he sends Damien in, and, it, and it's, he says Alfred, Alfred's fine. He goes, Alfred's okay. So he's in contact after he wakes up and all that. He's in contact with Alfred. So Alfred did something. I don't know. It was it was Clayface back or something, right? <laughs> Instead of Alfred getting his naps, his uh, neck snapped. And he, he planned this out the same way that Bane planned um, Catwoman was going to flip on him and destroy the bat. It still doesn't explain how this takes place while he's in a coma. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying this one line, all that, was to set it up so that Batman wins. Okay. Well, if you're so smart then. I'm not so smart. Get, I'm... <laughs> how do you get green ginger ale? <laughs> if you're so smart, why are they writing two cedar skidoos out in the ocean <laughs> when they could both be on one but they took two instead Catwoman can Catwoman Sea-Doo can obviously sit two people and Batman has his own uh, and how the fuck did they get like Catwoman even got like a sea with like purple of course accent and I'm not we're not I'm not going through this issue page by page to read it all through I'm just like we're just jumping around honestly you can read it for yourself it's such a well, shit show I don't care the whole thing is people people love it because it's you know it's him loving her you know telling he loves her and this is the first time they they, were, they had the whole deal with uh, where do they meet first which was a reference to the different beginnings right the restarts and so yeah. metaphorically they, I guess this is their restart because they met on the beach well, now now it's the yeah, two of were, them they retconned everything and they just met on the beach. There you go. Because let's and let's agree on something with our dead eyes. That's a, there's a lot of art in here again. A lot of TNA. Yep. A lot of, of like a lot of Mr. Muscles Magnum PI. But everybody has dead eyes. This has been brought back to the uh, '90s comics in art. Because even in that very last page where they're walking away, like clearly draws that you can see through the skirt and you see <laughs> butt cheeks. Uh -huh. Like every, you know what I mean? Like it's like. Everything's put on display, but honestly, I didn't like the issue because I don't like any of it. I don't like, <laughs> like, just get on with it. Get on with it. And thank God it's ending. What, six more issues? Are we counting down? Uh, yes. Well, five more, right? Six. Mm -hmm. Six, because 80 through 85, yep. And they're obviously in Hawaii too, right? Just yeah. based on, like, the locals that are around, like, the bartenders yep. and the convenience store clerks and all that stuff. Well, he's got the uh, Magnum P.I. Hawaiian shirt on. So why does Bane have... Because, okay, we didn't get to... Magpie is there. Their whole mission was like to... Magpie, for some reason, supplies all of Bane's venom, which is com in, conveniently in Bane logo boxes. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> what? Look at, like, when they're when they first get on the boat. Okay. D do you see the crates falling off of the boat? Yeah. They have, like, Bane's mask painted oh. on it. <laughs> I didn't notice that. That's hilarious. It's also when they're, like, when uh, they're brooding after their victory. Uh-huh. And they're in the front of the giant full moon. Yep. Like, if there's more crates with more Bane masks on them uh -huh. and stuff. It's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> so. great. I like that. I like that page, though. That's a great, it's a nice, nice page. 
Yeah, well, look at that before it with a magpie's titties. Oh, yeah. You see that? Where it's ripping better. that necklace. Yeah, I know. He tears, the, necklace he tears the necklace off and it's just snap. Yeah. And you just got close And up. then it's just, like, yeah, you stay the panels. Like, it just shows it for even longer. It just stays uh-huh. on that. But, uh, yeah, it, why does, if they're in Hawaii, why does Bane have all his venom that he needs shipped from Hawaii to God? Like, how does it, it has to go through, like, the Panama Canal. To get to back to you know the other side to New Jersey to Gotham, it's such an inconvenient shipping lane. Why wouldn't he use like an airplane <laughs> or like anything more convenient than a boat out in Hawaii that he can't protect? Yeah, but that was part of it, right? They say, oh, if we can stop the supply of venom, then that's what they meant, right? Yeah. Now they can take the beach. Yeah, now they stop the supply of venom. So now he doesn't have his venom, and that's part of how they're gonna stop him. Oh yeah, so this was my other time thing this because i had another editor's note about another issue and he says you drag a guy out of the cold gutter Mm -hmm. in batman 75 so that was when i said he was on the mountain right yeah and they those kids mentioned magpie and one slits his throat and the other guy hits him with a crowbar that's when he gets knocked unconscious that's when those kids say in three weeks so he was unconscious and then like i said in 76 he was still unconscious that was three so that was like two and a half weeks so they've really only been on this beach for like three days Mm-hmm. So I mean, it doesn't make any it's sense not... how like, but yeah, I don't know. And then Damien's already been in. So when no, because he's like, you, it doesn't make any. <laughs> see, now you're screwing me because he says he sends Damien in because yep. Damien gets captured. So when he says Alfred is safe, it's not like he's already had his neck broken and it's a fake one. He hasn't had his neck broken yet. When Bruce says that, yeah, but he said Alfred is fine. Yeah, he says a line. Alfred is fine. I'm sending Damien in. Yes. So that's when Alfred he sends signal, Damien. He's safe. Okay. I think Alfred is signaling it's time to put our plan in motion. What? Listen to me, Mike. I, I don't give a fuck what he says to Al- Cut. Forget about okay. Alfred. The next line is, I'm sending in Damien. Yes. So what does he mean by that? He's sending him into Gotham? Yes. Okay. He got caught when he got sent into Gotham. And then he gets his neck broke. So how could he be safe? Because you're saying he replaced himself already? Yes. Whatever the, the plan thing? is, I'm, I don't know what the plan is. I'm just saying there's some crazy plan, and that wasn't Alfred, and that that was part of he was signaling to Alfred. He's talking to Alfred. Let's put our plan into motion. So it'll Nick it'll Alfred. match Bane's plan that made no sense. He had he had a million different um, uh, pieces that had to fall for everything to work exactly perfectly. There's no way he knew these pieces were gonna fall, but it was all his plan. I'm thinking this exact same thing that Batman is doing to him. In reverse. That's just my guess. Well, your guess is as good as mine, I suppose. Got any news? Alright, so yes. I got at least one bit of news here. Bit. And it works. Well, one bit. One piece. A bite? A bit or a bite? A bite. A well, bite. It works because uh, they announced on Batman Day, which was yesterday, they announced uh, the next team to take over for Batman. When Mike. What's up? I'm not going to lie to you. I saw this headline. Oh, you did? But guess what? What? I was like, this looks like huge news. <laughs> it was in a, it came up on the, the my little feed on the phone. It was like in, in yeah. Hollywood, Hollywood Variety yep. was reporting this. And I was like, that's weird. But, uh, well, it's because no, people it, love, it wasn't, that's how much people love the King Run. 
I know. Well, I uh, I didn't click on it because I was like, you know what? This looks like something Mike's going to say on the show. <laughs> it's all I got, so I'm uh, glad you did that. Nice. Oh, thank God. I made the right – I was. I wanted to click it so bad. So now this this will be good. All right. So, so it's going to be James Tinian, Tonius Daniel, uh, <laughs> Danny Mickey, and uh, Tommy – how? Tamu Mori? I'm not sure how to pronounce oh, his name. Tamu That's the guy that colored uh, – Yep. The, yeah, okay. That got three weeks in a row. We, we're becoming a, a t- Tamu Mori fanboy Tamu Mori, podcast. Yep. So anyway, so James Tinian. Tinian is writing it with Tonius Daniel that's, doing the the, the uh, art and uh, – or sorry, the pencils and Danny Mickey doing – Mickey or Mikey doing the uh, – Pen, the uh, what is it called? Inking. That's very good news. That's, not, that's great news. I figured. I, th- I thought you'd love that because James Tinian did the tech, Detective Comics run from Rebirth that we both loved with um, Clayface and Man Bat yeah, but he, and. But he's been working Cassandra with Snyder. Gets, he gets, he's been working with Snyder for a while. He's been he did Eternal, Batman yep. Eternal. He was, I think Snyder introduced him on Talon, right? Was it on Talon? I don't, it might, I don't yeah, remember I think, where he started. Well, I'm pretty sure Snyder did. Court of Owls, yep. and then they had the spin out was Talon, and I think that was the first time okay. Tinian wrote. They started working together. I don't know. He might have written before that, but I think like their bromance started at that. But anyway, that it only makes me laugh because it is like the ultimate. Well, King's not working out. We can't bring Snyder back. Let's just get the next best thing. <laughs> Let's get just get the next best thing. Snyder Junior. But again, Tinian when he, he did a detective did a really good run at detective. Yeah. Oh, I love Detective. And we've always talked about how uh, when Tinian and Snyder working together, we're curious how much of it, how much of the dialogue versus the plotting do they each do, right? right? And I th- we think Tinian has a lot of has has a, had a lot of influence on the Snyder runs, which is hilarious because when King started Batman, those eighty five issues ago, he was coming from Nightwing, who he was writing with. Mm-hmm. What was it, King and? Who's the other one? On oh, Nightwing? Started with, on Nightwing. Started with an S, right? S? Yeah. Who wrote Nightwing? Oh, no. You're killing Shit, me. My... No. Seeley? Seeley. The Tim Seeley? And I thought King was the good part oh, of yeah. Nightwing. Uh-huh. Because I was always like, he, he was in the CIA, all that spy stuff. He's writing <laughs> Grayson. It's got, that's got to be King. Seeley yeah. ain't doing that. And then he went and wrote, what was it, Mr. Miracle or whatever? Well, he did uh, Vision that we read, that? right? And then oh, Vision. Did oh, did you read Mr. Miracle? Yeah, okay. a little bit. Oh, but I was thinking of Vision, though. Yeah, okay. You're right. And yeah. Vision. And I was like, okay, so King is the man. And then as soon as he started on Batman, I was like, oh, my God, it was Seeley. Mm-hmm. So this is like another thing. Like, oh, my God, was it Snyder? Or <laughs> was, like, exactly. Well, t- there's Snyder and Tinian are both doing Justice League. Yep, we just they're both doing Justice League together. So that's excellent news. Wow, yes. that brings me all the way back. Six more issues. Exactly. I think it's great. So you're not going to read Batman Catwoman, then? No. <laughs> no. Not at all. All right. I don't like it. That's it? Nope. That's all the news? That's, that's it. <laughs> really? You, you got a game? I got a game. Oh, I was about, oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. Because we're going down in flames here. I know. But nobody listened. I always listen Actually, anyway. All right. Let's see. So, <laughs> the name of the book is Baby Teeth. Oh, my goodness. Have you heard of it? No. But <laughs> all right. Uh, okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> just like all the thoughts that go through my like because from all these weeks it's like when you mention like now it's to the point where it's like i know like whatever you say the title is it's going to have like all these different options. So, <laughs> exactly like, now when you mention the title like my my mind just goes a million miles per hour of like what's it going to baby teeth oh my god like we're... <laughs> so i don't know here we go all right here we go 
Sadie Ritter is 12 years old and lives with her father, never having known her mother, who died in a car accident when she was too young to remember. At least that's what her father always told her. One day, she notices her last two baby teeth never fell out, but they seem to be changing shape, getting longer, sharper, almost fang-like. <clears throat> she starts to get curious about who her mother really was, and what she learns will change her understanding of the world forever, and send her on a journey to adulthood she could never expect, and one that may never end. From Donny Cates, the writer of Buzzkill, Paybacks, Redneck, and the breakout hit God Country comes a pulse-pounding new series with art from the revisionist Gary Brown. Baby teeth. Baby teeth. <clears throat> so a little girl finds out she's turning into a vampire? Basically, yes. Sweet. All right. All right. <laughs> Next one. Sadie Ritter is 16 years old, nine months pregnant, and scared out of her sweet, nerdy mind. Having a, having a baby that young is tough, but with the support of her loving family behind her, Everything should be okay. Oh, yeah. And also, her baby is the Antichrist, and it's going to be break open the barriers between earthly and demonic planes and unleash internal suffering to all of mankind, of humankind. Other than that, though, should be fine. From Donny Case, the writer of Buzzkill, Paybacks, Redneck, and the breakout hit God Country comes a pulse-pounding new series with art from the revisionist Gary Brown. Baby teeth. Baby teeth. The Antichrist coming to Earth to wreak havoc. <laughs> but everything should be fine. Yep. Everything should be all right. All right. She, all right. <laughs> the next one. <clears throat> the year is 2020, and Sadie Ritter is a 39-year-old grandmother who, ex who inexplicably still has several of her baby teeth. Nothing more than a minor factoid in her life that her family jokes about. It's not until her grandson is born, and she starts hearing a voice. Through her teeth? Has she lost her mind? She shouldn't be hearing the baby talking through her teeth. Warning her? Warning that she's in trouble? The world's in trouble? All of humanity is in trouble if she can't stop it from happening. From Donny Cates, the writer of Buzzkill, Paybacks, Redneck, and the breakout hit God Country comes a pulse-pounding new series with art from the revisionist Gary Brown. Baby teeth. Baby teeth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Right away, uh, number one. I ain't even going to give you a reason. I'll tell you afterwards. Number one. Nope. Son of a bitch. <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, which one was it? <laughs> which of those two do you think it was? Was it the, in 2020, she's going to be 39-year-old grandparent? I think number two. It was number two, yes. Yeah, because you wouldn't have said, uh, you described her as nerdy. Yep. You said nerdy mind or something. Or sweet right? nerdy mind, yep. Yeah, that's like... Why would you point that out? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It, it seems like an extra word, unless you knew more about the character than you were, and if you're creating it, yep. you wouldn't know that much about her. Damn it. So why'd you go uh, for the first one? Because it's the only one you didn't put inflection into. The other two, you put this inflection like you wrote oh. it. Oh, jeez, like, <laughs> I got to stop that. All right. Yeah, well, actually, like, no, that didn't work, did it? Because <laughs> yeah, it did, because I was like... The way you read those two was like you knew where to inflect that stuff, and like <laughs> it's like while you were writing it, so I was like, but damn. That's but funny. then I was going to... I thought number one you would have written as a little bit because this is a i know this is this this title kind of hits a little close to home to you doesn't it which Mike? one the one about just having some of your baby teeth still hanging around in your head right yep yeah you're one of that's why i right off the bat i was like oh my god this book <laughs> <laughs> it's just like mike's life mike has a baby tooth yes i do but that's not the only reason so I know, since we uh, only talk here, and this is where we talk about the most, I got one more bit of news that is related to our title, but not related to uh, comic books. 
for color. So my daughter and her husband came down and visited for the weekend and uh, let us know that they're having a baby next year. Baby. So baby. it is the year 2020. And I'm going to be a 39-year-old oh. grandmother, grandfather anyway. Oh, <laughs> oh, that is crazy. So the third one was like a little uh-huh. snippet into the life that is Mike. Yes, and I was curious. Oh. if you, I was like, see if you like caught on to that at all. I thought it was weird when you're like, the year is 2020. Yep. And I'm like, that's not that far into the day. <laughs> I know. I Exactly. I figured this one was like, oh, man, I got to find something. Oh, there's baby teeth. I'll use that book this time. Wow. I wanted to so have a theme. So you have a baby tooth. You have a grandchild on the way yep. with that'll soon have babies maybe it'll be the antichrist as well <laughs> maybe it'll be antichrist as well but everything everything will turn out all right <laughs> how i don't know I, once i started writing this with the baby teeth i'm like how do i put a baby teeth and tooth in here and have this match a story like this I'm like oh the baby starts talking through the teeth <laughs> like hearing like a uh, radio <laughs> speed yeah, frequency like- Lucille Ball. Yep. Right. She was the one that said she could hear the radio. The, <laughs> yeah. She could pick up radio stations in her fillings. Yep. Yeah, I think they debunked that. But uh, all right. Well, that's on that chipper note. Uh, that's all we got for the week. If anybody's still listening, come back next week. <laughs> and if anybody's listening, just let us know because we don't. Because <laughs> we have no clue. There's a one guy. Well, we know. I, I know people that listen that i know and then there was that one gentleman that sent us the recommendation yeah. for it. i read absolute carnage 3 still liking it so i'm still on that if you got anything else buddy let us know i'll read it you don't even have to get on the show just let mike know yeah he's, he's looking for a friend i'm looking so, for a friend that's not me so <laughs> all right well yeah uh, until next week uh goodbye mike goodbye dear <laughs> Boom 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 bo